Good afternoon, America. Welcome, 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 one and all. How is everyone doing today? And welcome to another edition of the Sea Report coming to you live on this Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. I hope everyone is doing well out there today. And uh, we are having a great election day across uh, the varied states that are performing elections on this day. And uh, indeed there are, ladies and gentlemen. We had some here right in the great state of Texas. And, uh, oh boy, it was a fairly easy election day, if I might say so myself. Uh, eight simple questions with very, very vague implications about what it was you were voting for. Uh, you really need to do your homework today, guys, if you're in the state of Texas and you were like, oh, it's voting day, let's just go walk right on in and see if we can't just uh, stand up for our, uh, our rights to vote. Yeah, I would say you'd be in a pretty bad situation if you didn't read or research that ballot, guys. Did I not say pass along yesterday's episode of the uh, Lone Star News that we did, because, man, those were vague. Um, proposition 1, a change to the amendment regarding uh, a charitable foundation's raffles and whether or not the rodeo should be involved. For or against? <laughs> what change are you talking about? And that's exactly uh, the language of the uh, entire ballot as uh, reading through it. And indeed, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, oh boy, you really needed to know what to know what to do on that one. Uh, but I guess that's just the way it goes. Sometimes they can't explain everything to you, right? A change uh, regarding uh, the uh, el eligibility of uh, judges in the state of Texas. Whoa, well, what's the change? Uh, how am I supposed to know if I'm going to be for it or against it? Anyways, yeah, so as you can see, I got it right. Went out and voted today. Yep, yep. Uh, there was like, what? It was just myself and a family member at a school. I was actually, whoa, why is it so busy here? Well, it's because school's back in session. I totally forgotten. Uh, yeah, to be expected, to be expected. And then uh, after that, you know, we had a couple of people walking in. The guy seemed a little bit of a stickler, the fact that uh, he wanted me to sign my signature in pencil, and I refused to use a pencil. Why would I use a pencil? Something that is so easily uh, erased. Yeah, no, I took my own pin. Thank you very much. No, 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 no. We ain't going to play this game here, sir. Anyways, other than that, everything went uh, pretty good. Glad I was able to submit those answers for our uh, constitutional amendment election day, guys. Very important. Very important indeed. But anyways, I hope everyone is out doing their civic duty. <laughs> Nay, their patriotic duty. Nay, their duty to ensure their rights to freedom. Yeah, that's probably what I would consider it. Uh, but either way, ladies and gentlemen, we're having a great Tuesday afternoon here. Just doing a quick live edition. We're still catching up here over at the Sea Report. Uh, you know, we do get behind sometimes, but we try and make up for it in the end. Uh, we have a few things for you guys today. We'll be doing some more President Trump statements this afternoon, of course, uh, because President Trump has just released a wallop of statements in the past, what, um, whew, 
week to week and a half. It's like uh, the man doesn't say much until you're not saying anything at all. And so we'll be catching up with a few of those things. We'll be doing a correction interview tonight, today, this afternoon, guys. Now, this was a funny one. Uh, we have what? Uh, we had a President Trump with Justice Janine. And uh, that one, ladies and gentlemen, well, the one we aired last night, incidentally, was actually from, oh, when was it? September 2020. Right. Well before uh, we had illegitimate Joe Biden going into office and mussing things up um, as he fraudulently fraudulently inhabited the office. And um, well, we're going to play the right one this afternoon. It's a 20 minute interview with the harpy shill herself, Janine Pirro, sitting down with President Trump. That should be interesting. Actually, it is a pretty interesting interview. Uh, one of the things that I noted, I tried to rebound, I tried to redeem myself as well as I could last night after uh, realizing that I was playing an old interview and I was like, oh, I hope nobody in the audience notices, but I have a savvy audience. And they're like, this one sounds kind of old, Mr. C. Are you sure that she had an interview with uh, President Trump? And I was like, dang it, I was hoping people would think that they were in the, uh, the gardens over at, uh, at um, his, New Jersey, uh, his New Jersey estate. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> but no, 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 no. You guys are far too smart for me. So I wouldn't even dare try and pull the wool over your eyes. Uh, but no, no, no. Uh, as, as I tried to redeem myself, uh, I tried to, to uh, point out some of her... Uh, harpy notes, you know, her shill harpy notes, like uh, what this woman is there for, what this woman uh, is is really gunning for whenever she's uh, talking about these questions that she asks President Trump. You know, I mentioned it last night. It's like whenever he was uh, going down to the border, remember? Uh, and she was so fixated on uh, getting a specific date out of him. My guess was so that she could... Uh, send her boss's goons down to uh, set up some kind of assassination trial. And uh, then uh, on the interview we watched last night, we saw her uh, asking him questions so adamantly about who uh, who they thought was funding Atifa. And she's like, uh, the boss wants to know if he knows it's him. And what was the other one? Oh, about insurrection. She was so adamant about uh, trying to get him to say yay or nay to whether or not they were going to use the Insurrection Act. I think that's where it tipped off all the viewers that it was an old interview. Uh, but needless to say, I think it was still worth watching. We've never actually seen that one and or archived it here. But uh, we did last night, incidentally. So uh, today we'll do the makeup interview with uh, the shill harpy herself, Judge Janine Pirro and President Trump. We'll go through a couple of his statements, and we're also going to talk a little bit about election integrity. Uh, now, we're not going to get into the big ones, but we are going to talk a little bit about some of the little ones. And by little, I mean, and nothing is little when it comes to election integrity. I think everybody could agree with that. Nothing is little when it comes to election integrity. But, you know, we always have a bunch of stories that kind of spangle these United States of America in regards to uh, what the heck is going on. I think that's what we got today, just for this afternoon. We'll be here for about an hour today, so we're not going to, uh, we're not going to get too long on the, um, you know, the upkeep. Uh, 
Uh, before we do get into the show, I would also like you all uh, to encourage you all to visit us over at thecreport.com. Thecreport.com, uh, if you'd like to uh, get into contact, I think I need to get a mailing list going over there. But, you know, if you were to send me uh, a form via our contact form, well, that would also be a good way of getting you on a mailing list uh, just in case we should ever need to. Uh, for whatever reasons, you hear you hear what they all say over at the big ones. They say, uh, you know, we're being taken down left and right. So uh, join our mailing list in case we ever need to get a hold of you. And then, as always, make sure you check us out on the podcast side of the show. Uh, just in case uh, you miss an episode, uh, just in case you are unable to uh, have your eyes and fingers tied to a screen or, a, you know, um, um, a watching device, you can always just uh, hear us on your earbuds at your favorite podcast platform, we host over at anchor.fm slash the C report. Uh, and they distribute our podcast to all the major podcast platforms. So really all you got to do is just search the C report. Um, and uh, uh, you will find us subscribe for free. Never miss an episode, pass it along to your friends and your family. Sometimes it's easier to digest what I have to say rather than to watch it. <laughs> so anyways, guys, Thank you again for tuning in this afternoon. <clears throat> we are coming to you live over at the foxhole.appill.net, Clout Hub, Twitch, Trovo, and DLive. If I've got them all, I think I've got them all, right? I got them all right. You know, since uh, we got we got summarily um, removed from YouTube, I went ahead and decided to uh, where 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 we lose one, two or three sprout. So there you go, YouTube. Look at what you went and did. You made three white hairs grow where one existed. Three little C, three little C's popped up where there once was one. So uh, that's just basically how it goes. So I hope everyone's having a good afternoon. Let's go ahead and get into what we got to talk about today. Of course, we're going to start with our President Trump statements uh, because President Trump, ladies and gentlemen, he always, always leads at the Sea Report. That's just the way it goes here. That's the way that we roll. Ladies and gentlemen, as this man was, after all, um, a shining example, he was the uh, figurehead, he was the vocal piece, he was, uh, he was the spearhead of the uh, America First patriotic movement to restore the Republic, to capture it back from the enemy. Uh, so as long as he was in that figurehead, we do respect and love the man. We are not a cult of personality here at the Sea Report. Couldn't stand the man before he was a president. Let me tell you what, I never watched any of his reality TV shows. Uh, but now I love the man for what he has done, uh, not just for our country, but as an example of what could be done. You know, he just set the example. So he leads here at the Sea Report. All right, let's start with a statement from President Trump. I'll go ahead and get that on the screen for you guys. It says, uh, what country will be the primary beneficiary from a billionaire's tax or wealth tax? Where will wealthy people and companies move to, leaving the United States high and dry? Most don't need to be in the U.S. anyway. I know all of those very smartly run countries, and they are all thrilled by what the radical left maniacs are doing in Congress. I just wonder, will I be allowed to run for president again if I ever move to another country? No, I guess I'll just stick it out. But most others won't. 
Yeah, how many people do you know expatriate after uh, things go wrong in our neck of the woods? Uh, not, I'm not talking about celebrities, guys. You know, celebrities are all, oh, I'm going to leave America. I'm going to leave America if uh, President Trump or some other conservative or, you know, God forbid, constitutional or republic loving uh, individual gets into office. They never leave. They're like, well, I'm sharing. I'm going to leave. <laughs> but they don't do it. I don't get it. So anyways, share. Why didn't you leave like you said you would? That's okay, Cher. Go ahead and take a seat right over there. Cher needs to take a seat, guys. I've always said that. Cher needs to take a seat, okay? <laughs> Rest her bones a little bit, right? I mean, her and Madonna, oh my God, don't even get me started on that. But that is a good question, though. What country will benefit from a billionaire's tax? I'm willing to say, President Trump, it's it's going to be the, uh, it's not even going to be a country. It's going to be the worldly. It's going to be the uh, the world, uh, what are they called? The citizens of the world. Those who have no, uh, no real uh, loyalty to any country or nation. There's a whole bunch of them, Yahoo's running around nowadays. Don't you think so? I would say so. There's a whole bunch of those Yahoo's running around. They're like, uh, they're like, uh, I'm, I'm a person of the world. I'm a worldly person. You know, they, they don't, they don't have any, um, reverence or observation towards anything that is, uh, even remotely akin to that. <clears throat> so anyways, um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> But the radical left maniacs, they're the ones, they're the ones, they're the ones with the pink kitty hats like we saw yesterday, guys. I was surprised to see the pink kitty hat standing up for, uh, you know, a specific gender, right? But they're the ones who are like, tax the rich, eat the rich. They think they're like Rob Halford or something like that all of a sudden. And, uh, well, I mean, you know, Rob Halford, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's a gay voyeur, man. And he had an album called Voyeur, guys. Don't, don't, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But anyways, let's get off that subject, right? Uh, they they, they want to eat the rich, tax the rich. I don't know what it is that they want to do, but uh, that is what is up in that regard. Who would benefit? I would say uh, the United Nations. Ah, that's the one right there. The United Nations would benefit. That's who I think would benefit. Next statement. I have heard... Oh, let me expand this for you guys. I have heard that the Pulitzer Prize board is too embarrassed or don't know how to respond to my letter dated October 3rd, a copy of which is attached, about those who got the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax completely wrong. These Pulitzer Prizes for totally incorrect reporting have become worthless and meaningless. And yeah, we read we read that letter, guys. We know that... Uh, it's, it's, it, I mean, I don't know why these Pulitzer Prizes haven't been revoked yet. I mean, we... we <laughs> I'm sure the people who can uh, decide who gets the Pulitzer Prize should uh, be savvy enough. They should have the mental capacity, I should say, to watch a Mueller report and uh, discern, if anything, if they can't, they can't figure it out of their own uh, of their own mental capacities. That it was all malarkey, malarkey. It was all malarkey reporting on the part of those who were awarded the Pulitzer Prize. It's not hard to understand, you know, not hard to see. I, I mean, 
Are they embarrassed? Do you think that's the reason why they haven't revoked those Pulitzer Prize? They're like, well, we're hoping we can sweep this one under the rug. Well, President Trump isn't in office anymore, so uh, let's just pretend it didn't happen. Let's sweep it under the rug. Let's uh, let's 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 uh, pull the shades down on this one, guys. I mean, they could only restore the supposed honor of this uh, this award if, in my opinion, and I'm sure you guys would agree, they actually revoked, removed, recalled these Pulitzer awards. But uh, apparently, they don't know how to respond. That's quite silly, but I'm glad that President Trump is still pressing the issue. I'm glad that he is still holding their feet to the fire in this regard uh, because they should have been removed a long time ago. And uh, perhaps we wouldn't see uh, the people over at the Pulitzer Prize exposing themselves for their true, true loyalties in that regard. But, uh, well... There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Here's another statement from President Trump as we're catching up with President Trump's statements still. <laughs> Two down, eight to go. Oh, let me take myself out of the corner there. Two down, eight to go, guys. You know exactly who this was about, right? Yeah, 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 you do. Yeah, you do. It was all about this man here. Let's go ahead and expand him on the screen for you. Wham! <laughs> Wham! This is a crying Adam Kinsinger, right? Oh yeah, let me go ahead and shrink that down for you guys. Now, you guys, I I am a firm believer that real men cry, but come on, <laughs> Adam Kinsinger crying because he was afraid that yeah, uh, you know, he was gonna get uh, I don't know, raped. <laughs> he was afraid he was gonna get raped during Justice for Juicy, uh, the January sixth false flag riots over there in Washington D.C. at the Capitol. Really? Adam Kinsinger, uh, I'm sure him and, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, occasional Cortex were hiding under the same table or, or maybe they were fighting over who would hide under that table or, or who would in, in occupy the stall or the closet where they feared for their lives and they clenched their buttholes to make sure that uh, no one got in. Yeah, I mean, inside the office, the closet or the stall, not, you know, not the orifice guys, but they were afraid. So anyways, Kinsinger... He's gone. He is not going to go for re-election. God, guys, I kind of feel like uh, maybe President Trump has cast a curse over the uh, the brother, the band of brothers, right? That's what they were called, the band of brothers, the 10 rhinos who uh, stepped out and stepped up for all rhinos. Uh, uh, wait, all all 360-something other rhinos, right? <laughs> or however many rhinos there are over there in D.C., they stepped up and stepped out and they're like, we will be the shining example and we will be applauded by all for standing up against Trump and look at what happened. They end up crying all the way back home about it. Two down, guys. Eight to go. Two down, eight to go. Do you think Cheney's going to be the last one? You think Cheney's going to be the last one to go? Who do you guys think is going to be the last one to go, like of all eight of them? I mean, uh, eight remaining, I should say. Yeah, these developments, guys, they are uh, they are quite good. Gotta say, I totally approve. Okay, next statement from President Trump. Let's see what we got here. It's wonderful to see the moderate Democrats take such total advantage of the ultra-liberal progressives in the House. They promised the progressives 
everything and are giving them nothing. No wonder AOC plus three are so angry. Of course, uh, President Trump here is talking about uh, this uh, infrastructure supposed package, the Green New Deal, the, all this stuff, the debt ceiling, everything that's going on was with this uh, mansion, mankin, I can't say the guy's name. Uh, but um, here you go, guys. I mean, this is this is this is his this is his version of uh, reaching across the aisle, right? Um, at least acknowledging the work uh, or the work, the resistance of some of these Democrats, and you know, I, I'm fine with that. Uh, they're throwing a wrench in some of the gears that uh, the progressives, the communists, the socialists are trying to uh, put up into there. And uh, it's not happening. They're, they're not able to eat the rich because of these moderate Democrats like they would love to do. More stories on that to come, of course, just not in today's episode. We're still catching up with the news. Slowly, my tabs are disappearing. And there's probably going to be a whole lot of new stuff to talk about by this evening, as we will be back at 7.30 p.m. Central Time for our regularly scheduled C-Report. But uh, good news either way all around, I think... You know, at least that's my opinion. Oh, let's take a look at this one. A short one. Is everybody watching the soon-to-be fact that the Biden administration is going to give illegal aliens 450, $450,000 each? No, President Trump. I have not been looking at that fact. I think that is coming inside of uh, one of their packages, isn't it? They're spending uh, infrastructure. Yeah, I'll have to dig into that. That is quite astonishing, though. Could you imagine how much more of an invasion will flood our country if this goes through? I know that uh, there's been a lot of resistance, I, I, even by the moderate Democrats, just as President Trump pointed out. Uh, so that's interesting, guys. Very interesting. That's infuriating, actually. That is infuriating. $450,000 each. Here, have a new lease on life, right? Go ahead and start it all over. Man, I am going to tear up my birth certificate and run across the border. And anytime they talk to me, I'm just going to say, gay. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's terrible. It's okay. I've never been on the public dole, even when I need to. <laughs> Notice I said need to, present tense. I'm still not on it. So anyways, okay. Ah! <laughs> Who is that? That, ladies and gentlemen, is Judge Janine Pirro. Uh, and of course, we have President Trump. Now, I call Judge Janine the shill harpy of faux news, right? I mean, I used to support the woman. Quite honestly, I did. Uh, but uh, once she revealed herself to be the shill harpy that she is during the Justice for Juicy Capitol, uh, Capitol false flag riots, I completely, totally disowned her, lost respect for her, and dropped her on her head like the shill harpy that she is. No, ladies and gentlemen... Do not like the woman, think that she guns for very specific answers for very specific reasons. But uh, in a brand new interview with uh, President Trump and Judge Jeanine Pirro, uh, we see that actually pretty much all of the statements that we uh, just read through, 
they address throughout this uh, interview. So incidentally, consequently, um, it's a it's a it's an interview that's not completely like all the ones that we've seen, you know, where they ask the same three questions uh, about, you know, COVID or about, uh, you know, what he's going to run again or uh, what he thinks about Afghanistan. Right. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of different information. I'll give her props for that. So we're going to watch this now. We played the wrong one last night. If you guys are hanging out and watching us over here um, at the Sea Report, we played one that was uh, September 2020. So now we're going to go ahead and check out this uh, new one that actually was published uh, not long ago. Let me go ahead and get that up on the screen for you guys. Um, this was October 30th, to be quite honest with you all. And uh, that's when we had this interview air. Judge Janine, I'm not ready for you yet, girl. Calm down, girl. She keeps on talking. Look at her. I am not ready. Okay, uh, let me go ahead and get you guys set up for immaculate sound. We're going to listen to this. Uh, we're going to check. The, we're going to watch this interview. Okay. And then we're going to cover some election integrity stuff, guys. I'm so sorry. I have a feeling that we're going to be here in overtime for what I have prepared, or I could just cut it at an hour. You guys let me know. I know you guys, uh, if you especially particularly if you're hanging out over at the foxhole.app or pill.net, um, I know you guys uh, got y'all shows y'all like to watch. So you can check out the replay. You can fox hop. You can do as you please. We don't judge over here at the Sea Report. Uh, so we might run a little into overtime today. I don't want to steal you guys away from your normally scheduled programs. After all, this is more of a pop-up episode than it is uh, one of our regularly scheduled episodes. We do some roving shows here nowadays at the Sea Report at Mr. C Channel at Mr. C TV, for those of you who are wondering. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, let me go ahead and see if we got this going nice and proper for you all so you guys get great sound. And uh, thank you all for joining us again. I see you over there in uh, the uh, chats over at pill.net, Disco Ball Chaser, Cherokee George, as well as uh, Just Fed Up. Good afternoon, guys. Good to see you in the audience this afternoon. Glad you're hanging out. Um, and let's see, uh, while I'm double checking on the sound, what do we got going on? Yes, they have been complaining about leaving since the days of Reagan, says Cherokee George. The planes are still waiting. Share, share, go find your seat on that plane, right? She probably was complaining. Anyways, okay, I think we're ready to roll. <laughs> okay, let me stop doing really bad share impersonations and <laughs> let's go. <laughs> we start with my exclusive sit down with President Donald Trump in Florida, where he was in great spirits and as fired up as I've ever seen him. His prediction for the Virginia gubernatorial race, his reaction to Biden's disastrous administration, and so much more. Take a look. Mr. President, thank you so much for having us here at Mar-a-Lago. Thank you. Okay. If there's one word that could sum up the Biden administration, it would be crisis. There's the energy crisis, the supply chain crisis, the COVID crisis. If you look back on the last 10 months of the Biden administration, what grade would you give them? Well, it's probably the worst presidency in history. I can't imagine. I used to say Jimmy Carter. Uh, not a big fan of Bush getting us into the Middle East, to be honest with you. I think this is, though the worst in the history of our country. If you look at Afghanistan and that horrible thing that happened to our nation with these young people being killed, and by the way, so badly injured, we have over 20 
no arms, no legs. Nobody ever talks about them. And then to leave $85 billion worth of the best military equipment, brand new, much of it brand new, better than what we have, right out of the box. And, and they didn't explode it. They didn't blow it up like they said. Yeah. They did a couple of old planes that were not very valuable. No, I think that was the worst. And I'll tell you what, it's getting to be pretty close. What's happening on the border is one of the great embarrassments for our country. Also. Well, so we'll talk about those individually, but what grade would you give the Biden administration? I think you have to say an F and not an F plus. It would be an F. It's a failed administration. It's a disaster. I've never seen anything like it. And by the way, I wish you'd do well. You know, I love the country more than I love anything. Family, God, country, you know, we have to take care of our country. Uh, I would love to see him do well. I don't think there's ever been a greater embarrassment as an administration. And we had everything ready to go. It was, we handed him on a plate, whether it was the border or Afghanistan, we were getting out, but we were going to get out with great dignity and strength. Well, you know, Joe Biden was sold to us as a guy who understood foreign relations. He was a United States senator for 36 years. He was on the Foreign Relations Committee. He was a vice president for eight years. He was sold to us as a guy who understood foreign relations. Well, his own Secretary of State, Gates, said very strongly he never made a correct decision in his life. Now, that was On made policy. numerous times by numerous people, but it was made even recently by Gates and others that worked with him. And I think Afghanistan was a disaster. Not getting out. I was the one that set it up. I brought it down to 2,500 soldiers, and we were in great shape. And they weren't going to touch us. They knew they weren't going to touch us. And then he took out the military before he took out the people. He left He left maybe thousands of people that are Americans sure, and people that should there. be taken out. Why do you think he didn't listen to his military? Well, I think the military is largely discredited. I think our top people in the military are discredited. He, he might see that if he understands it. He might see that. I wanted to get out also. I remember Millie telling me, because I said, I want every screw, every bolt, every nut, mm -hmm. every tank, I want to take the tents, you know, the big tents that hold the equipment and the planes. I want everything out. Getting the planes out, you just fly them into Pakistan and then take them over to our country. So easy. They left everything. But I remember Millie saying, and he told me this, and I, I lost a lot of respect when he said it. Sir, we'll save money if we leave the equipment. I said, save money if we leave a $50 million airplane or a $10 million tank? You think we're saving money by not take, putting it into a plane or flying it out? I said, what does that mean? Sir, it's cheaper to leave it than it is to take them. And I said, that's a fool talking. No, when, I, when Millie said that, I lost such respect for him. I said, give it to me again. Tell me again. I want to hear it one more time. And he said that I really lost a lot of respect for him. We've got a school board controversy that feeds into the Virginia gubernatorial race. But more important is the fact that we are now at a point in American history where parents are being referred to as domestic terrorists by the National School Board Association. They took it back after, after the outrage. But you've got an attorney general, Merrick Garland, who's ready to deploy national law enforcement to supervise what's going on in local jurisdictions, which is a job for the sheriffs and the local police. And he is doubling down. We heard the hearings this week. I've been watching the school board hearings more closely than I ever have, to be honest. Right. And it's so interesting. Yeah, the parents is. are incensed. They're not terrorists. They're just people that are so upset. They're angry. They're hurt. They're crying. 
because their children are being taught things that, in our opinion, in my opinion, in a vast majority of the people in this country's opinion, they don't want their children to hear about this stuff. They want to go back to reading, writing, and arithmetic. And they want to hear that black people are good. And they want to hear that white people are good. Yes. This is the division that's being caused by these programs are, are just terrible. The amazing part of this is the National School Board Association, who drafted this letter, um, ends up, uh, pro- the administration promotes the head of that association, gives them a plum job. We now know that there was coordination between the Biden administration and the National School Board Association to get that letter to the attorney general so they could start going after parents. The saddest part of all this is that there was a young girl raped. The school board knew yeah. about it. The superintendent that lied about it. And now we've got a gubernatorial race in Virginia. It will be a forecast to 2022, the midterms. How do you see Youngkin doing against McAuliffe next well, Tuesday? I think he's going to do very well. Look, McAuliffe made a tremendous mistake, I, but it's really probably not a mistake from his standpoint. He believes it. Right. He said the parents have nothing to do <laughs> with what their children are going to learn. They have nothing to do with it. I heard that statement. I said, is that going to be bad? Is that going to be like deplorables? You remember when Hillary made the statement deplorables? I said, that's not a nice word. And it blew up. I think this is going to cause him tremendous problems come Tuesday. Do you think Youngkin's going to win? I think he's a good man. And I think he's a successful man. He loves Virginia. He loves the country. I, I think he should win. I mean, he should win. I'll be honest. My base has to turn out. If my base turns out, He's going to win. And I hope they turn out. I really want them to turn out. It's interesting, don't you think, that they are now referring to Yunkin as a Trump acolyte, using you as a way to get the Democrats to come out and vote? Well, I think it backfires because I think that gets the base to come out and vote by doing that, mm-hmm. by hooking me with him mm-hmm. as much. And I know him a little bit, but I really know him as a, a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, the last person that ran as a Republican, did not embrace Trump in Virginia. Right. He got killed. He was just absolutely destroyed. And I think if my base doesn't come out, he can't win. Do you see I think your... my base has to come out very strongly. Do you see yourself as a kingpin for elections going forward? Well, something has happened, and this is not from an egotistical standpoint. Yeah. It's a great honor because it's never question. happened before to anybody. If I endorse somebody, they win. If I endorse somebody, they win. I think I'm 148 and two. That's a pretty good number. You endorsed Yunkin. And I did endorse Yunkin. And we're going to see. I hope it's not going to be three. <laughs> okay. Do you understand that? Yeah. I did. I endorsed him strongly. He's a good man. He wants mm-hmm. to do the right job. He's a sane person. These people are insane. Let's talk about inflation. You talked about how you left this country in great shape. We now have inflation of 5.4%. Now the prices of beef are up 17.6%. The average American family spending an extra $175 a month. Gas prices are up to $7 in California, $5 in New York. We can't afford these people. And Joe Biden, when he was asked about gas prices, what he's going to do about it, he says, I don't see uh, anything that... That's going to reduce uh, significantly reduce gas prices in Incredible. the near future. Incredible. He doesn't know. No, no it's a, he doesn't have any idea. Look, one of the things I was most proud about, our country became energy independent. We didn't need the Middle East. We didn't need right. Russia. We didn't need anybody. We had our own. We had more than them. We were number one by far over Saudi Arabia and, and you know this, and Russia. Yeah. Number one by far. 
I had the pipelines going, Keystone XL pipeline. Amazingly, I ended the Russian pipeline. I was not good to Russia. I got along well with Russia. I got along well with Putin. But they weren't happy with Trump. I can tell you that. Mm -hmm. But Biden opened up this big, massive pipeline all over Europe, but he closed down the XL. And I have to say, because you heard it a thousand times. More importantly, we're energy independent no longer. I was so proud of that. First time really in history that, you know, they say 75 years, but I don't believe we were ever energy independent. It was big. We were energy independent. We were doing so much. The the prices, it was $1.87 a gallon. Okay. If you look at, you look at the numbers. And now, yesterday, they had in a certain section of California, $7.70. It's always the lead. It's going to follow. And it's going to go a lot higher than that. And Biden sent people to go see Russia, Saudi Arabia, and other members of OPEC that we need help because we don't have enough. Now, when you talk about inflation, the biggest factor, in my opinion, is no energy. The trucks, the factories, everything, the deliveries, the planes, everything. It's so energy-based that the energy now is so expensive to get. We don't have enough oil. You know, I filled up the strategic reserves for almost nothing. When oil hit bottom, we had we were almost empty with the reserves, and nobody thought of it. I said, you know, this would be a great time to fill it up. We'll buy it cheap. I never got credit. I don't think anybody's ever mentioned it, but I bought 75 million barrels, I believe it was, 75 million barrels, which is a massive order. It was good for two things. Uh, the prices got so low that it was hurting our energy jobs, and we bought it cheap as hell. And it's now he wants to use that that energy, that oil that I bought at a great price that should be used in cases of emergency, he wants to now drain it yeah. so that the prices come down. But he, even he said it'll save us about 18 cents a gallon. Oh, uh, it's not 18 it, cents. It, no, he no, doesn't. It, it, no, it would save. We could, I could get that down within six months. I'll bet you I could get it down to $2, $2.50. It's going to be well, over doesn't, $10. Doesn't he know how to do it? I, well, I don't think he does because his answer was weird. You can get it down a few cents. A few cents, no. You get it down many dollars. How do you do that? You have to let the let the oil companies go back to work. They ended leases. They ended Anwar because of Lisa Murkowski, who's done a terrible job. In Alaska. She's not a Republican. She says she's a Republican in Alaska. Ronald Reagan tried to get it. Bushes tried. Everybody tried to get it. I got it done. It was all done. Maybe it's bigger than Saudi Arabia. Okay, Maybe. They've tried for many, many decades to get it done. I got it done. This would have added to our supply. We're already the biggest in the world by far. Now we're not the biggest in the world anymore. We've ended all the leases on government lands that, frankly, were pumping out for years and not hurting it, done in an environmental way. And if you look at natural gas, natural gas is very clean. We got windmills destroying our landscapes, killing all the birds. And not necessarily The energy is so expensive. And you know where the turbines are made? Every one of them. China. Germany and China. Still ahead, what Donald Trump thinks of Biden and the Dems vaccine mandates. Plus, his take on the latest caravan heading towards the southern border and how it can be stopped. Back in a moment. We ain't doing commercials here over at the Sayer Pulp. Okay, hold on. President Donald Trump.
covering everything from Dr. Fauci to the latest migrant caravan headed our way. Take a look. Let's talk about um, what's going on in this country with the firing of police officers, firemen, nurses, the ones who were our heroes. They were on billboards yeah. all over the country. And now what we've got are, you know, we're talking about vaccinating kids who were five years old to 12 years old and then forcing them to continue to wear masks. Um, our heroes are being fired. They're losing their jobs. Are you sorry you didn't fire Anthony Fauci? Well, it's not because of him they're losing their job. It's because of some bad policies that are being made by the Biden administration. But look, if you look at my relationship with Fauci, first of all, he's been there like for 40 years. So yeah. you walk in and, you know, he goes, hi, my name's Tony. Oh, great. Hi, Tony. How you doing? <laughs> but everything he told me to, you know, suggested that we do, I didn't do. I went the opposite. He wanted to keep China open. I closed it to China. We would have lost. Fauci wanted to keep China open? Oh, yeah, for a long time. And he actually said, President Trump saved thousands and thousands of lives. I was the only one. I was sitting in a room with many, many people. I said, we have to close it to China. I then closed it to Europe because I saw what was going on in Europe. And we saved thousands of lives. And what I did do, and we want freedom, and we want all of this, and this was a great achievement, though, worldwide, because I think you would have had a 1917 like the Spanish flu where 100 million and maybe 100 million people right. died. I got the vaccine done, three vaccines right. in less than nine months. They said it was going to take five years and it probably wouldn't get done. I got them done and they do work and they're great. And I'm very proud of them, but people shouldn't be forced to take them. You must have seen this week as this caravan is coming. The through biggest from, anyone's ever seen. Yeah, more than Del Rio. Okay, this caravan that's coming up now is actually fighting with the Mexican National Guard, forcing their way through. How do we stop this? And when they get here, what do Americans do? They're here. So the wall would have stopped them. So what? the only thing they can do They're is to go. They're letting them in. I, I know. The wall would have stopped them. The only thing they can do is go to small areas where the wall was going to be completed over the next month. I mean, it would have been completed almost immediately. They just had to finish it. But now. Okay, before we start that, let me just tell you, these are rough people. They were going through the Mexican police, who are tough. They're tough police. They were lined up. They thought they could stop them. You look at that front few lines of the people there on this on this caravan, a name I came up with because I saw some caravans, but they were tiny, and we ended it. We stopped the caravans. We made sure. Now what's happened is they're talking about one caravan, 120,000 people are going to be for 100. That's like, that's like an army. If you look at that front line, they look like they belong in the NFL. In fact, they should be signed, some of them, for the NFL. You look at, they burst through tough Mexican police who tried to stop them. They, they had no chance. We have to stop them. We can stop them, but we have to get very tough. But we cannot let, our country is being poisoned. It's being poisoned. And you know what else? It's being poisoned also with drugs. We had fentanyl, fentanyl down to the lowest number since its founding because fentanyl, if you look, it's worse than anything. It's it the worst. It's a killer. Much of it's made in China, and I had him just about stopped. I said, look, we're not doing any business. If you're All of a sudden, they're making fentanyl like crazy. They're sending it through the border. The numbers on fentanyl have gone up tenfold. I had it not, not stopped, but I had it almost stopped. When we would have had the wall completed and a couple of other things, I would have had it down to, to almost nothing. The fentanyl and drugs generally are pouring through our border. People that are very sick, 
are coming into our country, very contagious diseases, many different diseases, many. not just COVID. By the way, COVID is peanuts compared to some of these diseases. They're pouring through our country. They are destroying these, these leaders, if you call them leaders, they're destroying our country. Well, and, and the saddest part of it is they're here. And if it's 1.7 million that we've counted, you can, I, I imagine it's just as many who got through it who were runaways. You can multiply times seven. Right. I don't know if you know that number. So if they have 1.7, they say you multiply times seven. That's the number that come in unchecked, totally unchecked. Really? And the other thing, so you're talking about, you're talking about tens of millions of people over a relatively short period of time. Over a two-year period of time, we would have more than 10 million people coming into our country. Our country can never be the same. Right. Our country is changed already. Do you have a plan to go to the border to boost morale there? Well, I've gone to the border many times. I mean, I don't... Are you going again? Well, I just got back. I was there recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw what Biden said. He was there sometime, but he yeah, wasn't there. Yeah, 2008, but he, yeah, he, was, yeah. he wasn't there. I don't think yeah, he, he was even there. he said he doesn't have time. No, I've been to the border many times. I don't think it helps for me at this moment to go. I'm not the president. He's the president. He's got to go to the border. The Border Patrol people are incredible, okay? When I was there a few months ago, I was there like three months ago, they're so incredible. ICE people, and they're tough people. They have to be tough people. They love our country. You know, they really want to do their job. That's the amazing thing. It would be easier if they didn't. They want to do their job. They're tough people, but they're great patriots, and they're being treated with tremendous disrespect. Still ahead, President Trump responds to the escalating crime surge in America. Plus, he has a message for Hunter Biden that you don't want to miss. Welcome back to Justice and our exclusive interview with President Donald Trump. We now tackle crime in America, and of course, that includes Hunter Biden. I want to talk about my favorite subject, crime. They are trying to defund the police, demoralize the police. They're now firing police. Uh, You know, we've got shocking headlines uh, from everything and Biden releasing a gender equity plan to make sure that women are released, uh, eliminating cash bail and all kinds of crimes. Uh, And two San Francisco prosecutors have quit. Chessa Boudin is the DA there. I just want to take one second and I want to read this one case. Well, they quit in protest because they say what's going on. Yeah, yeah, because he's not making arrests, but he's letting people out. But in one case, a man charged with robbery, eight prior felony convictions, was released early by the DA, Chessa Boudin, in San Francisco, Nancy Pelosi's playground. He's then arrested four more times for other crimes, but the district attorney's office never charged him. Nine months after he was set free, he hit and killed two women while driving drunk Mm -hmm. in a stolen car. This is America today. What can we do about this? This is America today. It's only going to get worse. Because you have all of these millions of people. Many of them are, are the worst people, the worst people. Somebody would say, oh, that's not a nice thing to say. Some of these people are the absolute worst people. But the people DAs are the worst. They don't. All they want to do is indict Republicans. That's all they do. They want to go after Republicans. They use the DAs, the attorney generals, and the federal government. Now, sometimes you have fair people, sometimes you don't. They're good at destroying Republicans. They're horrible at destroying crime. They're letting these people that are killers go out. You look at Chicago. You look look at New York, what's gone on with the crime in New York. New York is like a different place. Here's the good news. 
it could be changed, okay? You know, otherwise it would be so sad you wouldn't even want to talk about it. But what's mm -hmm. happened in New York, de Blasio is the worst mayor. It's filthy dirty. People are living on Park Avenue. They're living in tents on in the most incredible streets where people come from all over the world and they pay tax, and which gives our police the money. They have to refund the police. They have to give the police more money. Mm -hmm. But what's happening in New York and what's happening in Chicago where 88 people were shot last month and six died. I don't even know how only six died. 88 people were shot. Mm -hmm. You look at a weekend they had a little while ago where they had a weekend, a Labor Day weekend, where many people were shot. Let's talk about Hunter Biden and his special counsel. This week, Merrick Garland was asked again about whether or not he would appoint a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden. Again, Hunter Biden, who couldn't get his art, so-called art, listed in any gallery until his father became president, now selling at the same prices as a Monet or a Degas. Yeah. No special counsel. That's no, got to eat look, it. I think you. that's the least of it. But the art, the art is so terrible. So he's getting a half a million dollars a painting. Right. And I was seeing that a Monet... Half was getting less, okay? Yeah. Uh, it's it's such a terrible situation. And we're not going to learn who the buyers are. Should I buy one? But isn't It'll Hunter give me great Biden, access to the White but House. They say that, they're, they, that there's, a, there's a wall. They have no idea. But there are people who are actually coming to the uh, exhibits. So, <laughs> First of all, the concept of it is ridiculous. And you said it couldn't get in the past. I don't think he ever painted before. I think he just started. <laughs> So he's learning by the numbers. And, and let me tell you, I believe that as bad as that is, it's, it's peanuts compared to other things, okay? But it's yeah. so obviously horrible. I've had people say, that's a terrible thing. That is a terrible thing, what's going on. And they're getting numbers like nobody has ever gotten. A lot of money. A lot of money yeah, following you. In fact, I'm thinking about opening up my own gallery. You I'm are? Giving it, yeah, I'm going to How much do, are you going to charge? I think a couple of million dollars of painting. Yeah. If he gets 500 Who are you going to paint? I'll paint whatever the hell I have to paint to get $2 million. <laughs> Mr. President, thank you so much for having us here at this beautiful uh, Mar-a-Lago, and thank, thank you. you for taking the time for us. Thank you, Janine. Thank you very much. All right. Janine behaved. She wasn't gunning for him this time. I'll take it. I'll take it. Don't like her, but I'll take it. Okay, guys. Well, there you have it. There is uh, the interview that I promised yesterday. <laughs> the interview I promised yesterday uh, evening for our um, episode uh, 191. I think we did yesterday here live at uh, good old uh, The Sea Report. And man, guys, we are pretty much at the top of the hour already. I'll tell you what. Uh, I know I said we were going to get into election integrity, but the stories I got, I need some time to marinate on. So uh, for what we'll talk about, uh, we'll be back tonight at 7.30 p.m., of course, guys. And this was kind of one of what they call a pop-up episode for the afternoon. Uh, just kind of doing a makeup on the Judge Janine. <laughs> let, me, let me go and expand this man's face. Yeah. There we go. He's like... You see that face? He's like, Janine, I know you're lying. I know you're sold out. 
but it's okay. I'll still give you that interview. Anyways, uh, so as I was saying, uh, we will be back again tonight at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, and we'll get into some election integrity, guys. We will get into some election integrity. I got stories out of Virginia, stories out of Georgia, stories out of Pennsylvania, statements to, uh, statements to follow with President Trump. What else do we got going on for tonight? Uh, we will talk about uh, some of the other antics that the left and the Democrats are throwing uh, and uh, throwing in the way of, of truth, and then also uh, ways that they are, um, you know, trying to uh, to to lie about. We'll, we'll we'll take a look into all of that tonight. I think uh, that that'll probably be a great thing for us to go into uh, as we're getting ourselves rip roaring and geared up to catch up as my tabs are slowly disappearing guys uh we'll see about the rest of the week will we be doing pop-up episodes all week long i'm not sure maybe so maybe no tonight will be definitely two hours uh, if not three uh for tonight's the c report i can say that for sure um we will be well in my on the personal side of things i will be uh busy tomorrow in the morning and in the afternoon. So probably we will not have a pop-up episode tomorrow. We've been popping up about 2 p.m. Central Time when we do. I'd like to do it earlier. Just kind of like throw that net out there and see who I can uh, see who I can uh, nab, right? Uh, we had a, a new uh, new person in the chat today, Naturally Nikki. Hey, Naturally Nikki. It's uh, great to have you along with us. Uh, 123SKG, also in the house, Skeeter Burke, hanging out. Disco Ball Chaser. Good to see you all in there. Uh, one, two, three. SKG said she just voted. Only fifty people in her area so far at her location for the voting. Good to know. Uh, I believe I was like the fifth signature, uh, now maybe sixth signature um, on the roster there. But I, I mean, it could have been a new page, but I highly doubt it. Uh, but yeah, went ahead and casted that vote today here in the state of Texas for our constitutional amendment. Um, um, election. I hope, I hope everything that we covered one, two, three SKG yesterday on Lone Star News was helpful, uh, especially as vaguely worded as those, uh, propositions were at the voting booth today. Did you catch that? I'm like, is that the way it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be that vague. They're not supposed to tell us what the changes are. But that's why you honestly need to go ahead and do the research or tune into a show, uh, like we do here at Mr. CTV, the Mr. C channel. Um, and we will get you as much information as we can. And keep in mind, guys, uh, a lot of the stuff that we do here over at uh, Mr. C TV and the Mr. C channel is audience driven. So if there is a story or if there is uh, a news item in your personal location that you think maybe uh, the world or at least the nation should hear about, let us know. And we'll uh, do our due diligence to try and get that on the air and uh, talk a little bit about it. Uh, I love it when you guys drop links. Uh, so that's always a great thing too as well. Uh, because I am learning here as much as we all are learning together. And uh, we're trying to, uh, again, fight to uh, restore our republic. That's what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it is all about when you get down to it. And uh, we will see how that goes, guys. We will see how that goes. Have a great afternoon, Skeeter Burke. Thank you for hanging out. We're about to wrap it up here anyways. I actually had a slew of election integrity stories that I was going to share with you guys in this uh, in this hour. But all I can say, guys, is this hour went by quick. Uh, no, no thanks to Judge 
Harpy Shill, Golem, Janine Pirro there, and her uh, interview with uh, President Trump. In fact, naturally, Nikki had asked, and I can go ahead and read this. We got a couple more minutes before we wrap it up. Why not, right? Over in the chat, natural Nikki had asked, she says, uh, she says, uh, where, 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 where's this comment at here that I saw? I was like, oh, <laughs> she says, where'd you go? Oh, when is one of these Fox a-holes going to ask Trump about the injuries caused by the jabs he set in motion? Now, uh, you know, you know, Miss Naturally Nikki, um, over at uh, 45office.com and uh, donaldjtrump.com, they have a press section where, uh, wherein any um, member of any press or independent or otherwise could sign up to uh, get an interview with the president. Well, I did sign up, needless to say. I have not received my phone call. But, but... Uh, I, I, I put in that application what I would ask him. I was like, hey, it'll probably be easier for them if they know what I'm going to ask. And one of those questions was, are you aware that this jab is killing people? Why do you keep pushing it? <laughs> Anyways, I'm sure the man is aware. Okay, but uh, this is a political long game. I'm not making any excuses, guys. You know, we're not a cult of personality here at the Sea Report. I promise you, if the man is a shill... Well, we'll hang him high also. That's all I got to say. And I'm pretty sure he's aware of that too. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's aware if he can get booed in Alabama <laughs> and that totally change exactly the way that he's going to deliver on his, uh, on his uh, uh, rally speeches, you know, uh, he's not going to make that same mistake again because the press runs away with that stuff. But will anyone at faux news ever ask that question? No. Uh, people at Faux News don't even really talk about anything pertinent to what's going on. So anyways, guys, uh, it's been a great time hanging out with you this, this afternoon. Thank you again. If you're a first-time watcher of The Sea Report, uh, we do air Monday through Friday, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we are Texas-based, and uh, we consider the foxhole.app and pill.net uh, home base, at least for operations. Uh, today we are live on Twitch, Trovo, Fo uh, DLive, and Clout Hub as well. Uh, so uh, that's some good stuff going on there. Just trying to diversify and uh, to, you know, uh, get get this program out there. Ah, program, right? I can't even program my VCR, so I don't like saying program. Uh, broadcast show. And uh, yeah, we're just here to share information, guys. Uh, you know, I do have my own snarky opinions about some of these things, uh, but I think that's pretty much in line with anyone who's uh, tired of the way politics have been run here in America. Anyone who's uh, totally disgusted by the fraud and the theft of the 2020 election, anyone who is irate over the lack of election integrity in this country, anyone who is PO'd by the disrespect that our supposed elected officials have shown their constituents in their actions and in their words. Oh yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready to take America back. We're ready to save America and restore our Republic. And that's why we're here at the sea report coming to you live again, Monday through Friday, 7.30 PM central time. We are also live on the weekends with Mr. C in the dark. That's our talk show. Now, as if though I don't do enough talking, right? Anyway, <laughs> but that is midnight central time again. 
I guess that would be technically Saturday and Sunday, not Friday and Saturday, right? But anyways, and Lone Star News, where you can get Texas-only, Texas-focused news. We got quite a few shows here at the Mr. C channel um, and Mr. C TV, and all of it is about America first, save America, make America great again, because that's why we're here, guys. At least that's why I'm here. I don't know why you're here. No, just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, guys, it's been a great hour. Great to pop up with you guys uh, on this Tuesday afternoon. We will be back with uh, probably election integrity news tonight here on the Sea Report at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, you guys uh, have a great afternoon. Enjoy your dinner. And uh, we will see you again back here, same place, at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. For the sea report till then guys be safe and be blessed and as always and forever god bless america see you soon <laughs>